What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Four Guys with Quarters, the official podcast on Tuesdays from 5 to usually about 7 p.m. And today we have a returning very special guest who has one of the coolest, most unique podcasts with clanking chairs, angry waitresses, and people that constantly try to refill your drinks even though you tell them no thanks. It's dreadful. Let's go. And it looks like already that we might have an audio problem. Um, so I'm going to fix this while we're live on the air. And uh, this might take a second, but I will get this fixed. Uh, just give me one second here. I can hear you, but there's no output to audio capture, so they can't hear you in the chat. Yeah, they can hear me, but they can't hear you. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I pull. I think I pulled a uh, flamish here. I gotta restart my uh, audio program if I can find it. Say some guys. Hello, hello. I hear clowns and I hear Midway. There we go. Now you're fixed. Live on stream. All right. You're on tech support. And I hear an echo on myself. Oh, oh okay, I, was, that... I, was checking the, I was checking the YouTube stream. We're good. So you guys still do not hear... Okay, you heard Dreadpool. Did you hear Midway? Did you hear my beautiful voice? His yes, his beautiful voice. I can go baritone. They, I think, I think Flemish loves that. I think uh, <laughs> Infinite loves that. All right, they're saying it's working. VJ, you want to just chime in real fast? Just uh, sure. greetings. Yep, I'm here. All right, so Dreadpool, I know I gave you that awesome intro, but go ahead and say hello to the chat that couldn't hear you before. Hello, chat, that you couldn't hear me before. So, yeah, I'm excited to be back. You know, it's been a while since I've been here, but, I mean, not that long ago that we've been, like, talking and, you know, with interviewing other people and, you know, obviously talking in the background. But thank you for the breakfast, with, uh, breakfast breaking bread with dread uh, intro. I do have food in the kitchen right now waiting to cool down. So I will have an online version with you guys. And I have pizza. <laughs> so if you want, as I said before, that you guys didn't hear, I will describe it for all you foodies if you want, and I will chew on it, and I'll keep my mouth closed so you don't have to hear me chomping away. <laughs> nice. Well, I don't mind that tread pull. Um, you know, Flamish has an Eden stream, and it always makes him hungry. But without further ado, the man 
who works out and that you would never guess that he looks like the Hulk. Midway Monster, what's going on, buddy? You're hyping me up too much, but um, food porn. Uh, can't wait to hear what Dreadpool's eating. Uh, I think it's pizza. <laughs> All right. I want to hear every description, every just salty, spicy, saucy, cheesy bite that Dreadpool's going to eat. Uh, little did everybody, I don't know if everybody uh, knows, but I'm actually Dreadpool's first ever guest on the Breaking Bread with Dread, and it was actually my first ever podcast as well, which I like to uh, be, I'm very much appreciated for him uh, throwing me into the fire like that. Yeah, Absolute surprise when it happened. Not a problem. Uh, you, should, you all should have seen his eyes when I had my backpack. <laughs> I'm standing by my car. I had my backpack and the tripod behind me. He's like, what's up with this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm wondering if he was thinking he was going to get kidnapped or something, you know, like uh, tied up and thrown into the trunk. So, yeah, it, it was a funny, <laughs> funny start. But, you know, hey, you did really well, and here you are. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. But uh, other than that, man, what's up? What's up, guys? Midway Seven Monster here, ready to talk to some great topics. Can't wait to get it started. Let's go. And VJ, what's going on, man? How you been feeling? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for having me back on the show, clowns. I really appreciate it. And uh, um, it's fantastic. We've got Dreadpool. It seems like an age since I've spoken to him, and it's nice that he's brought his packed lunch with him as well. And uh, Midway Monster, I hope you're doing well up there, wherever you are. Shy town, baby. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to to the show, clowns. And uh, yeah, and how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I'm really excited about you know some of the topics tonight. I mean, I know that uh, some of them you know have been talked about on other podcasts, but you know, let's give our opinions on things and and it's a little bit different. Maybe the chat. Oh, thanks so much, Stephanie. We appreciate that. Uh, we thank you very very much, and we appreciate you coming back. Thank you so much. And I'm gonna thank go you ahead. Very much. This time I'm going to play some gameplay of Undermine and Wreckfest as we talk. Because um, I'm curious what people think of this game called Undermine. So let us know in the comments as well as we're discussing topics. Uh, the first thing that I want to get into is... Let's see. It is that PS5 trophies will be tied in-game rewards. So it looks like according to an article on MP First that I found on N4G... Uh, basically, the certain trophies that you get will be things such as avatars or banners or things to reward you for playing. Now, keep in mind, uh, in the past, Sony used to give you great rewards, uh, but they gave you something. So now it seems like they're going to try to tie in some of this into like dashboard or system rewards um it's a it's a i don't know i feel like you know it's something that xbox has already done with avatars like when you played certain games you got certain avatars back on 360 so i don't know what do you guys think about this um dreadpool i want to go to you first since you're i guess you think this is something that is that you should be shocked about and go scream outside and be like oh my god i get rewards now no nah, it's just 
even 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 on the Xbox side, I don't look at it as a big deal. It, it's cool for uh, you know a little bit of bragging rights. If it uh, the other thing would be the uh, you know just that that euphoria that that you get when you're playing a game and a trophy pops up that you know and you can you know look at it and see what you know what you did and you know what you earned for it. But other than that. It, I'm not really too keen on it. I mean, it's not that I'm against it. It's just it doesn't excite me that much. But to get money out of it, that's that's totally different. You know, we know how I got my um, series. So, you know, if if anybody else can do something like that and it worked for them, why not? You know, uh, free games is is great to earn. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like, you know, with PlayStation, I don't think that you'll earn free games unless it's like games, but at least with the Xbox reward system, the way that they got the Microsoft rewards, you can earn stuff towards games. And, you know, a lot of people don't even think about this with the Microsoft reward. And unfortunately, it's not for all countries, but it's pretty much for North America. Uh works pretty well. You can even use that money, the reward money to get like Amazon gift cards to buy physical games on sale on Amazon too. So you, it's kind of like a lot of benefits there. And uh, from, you know, my wife likes makeup. So you get makeups that you can get makeup stuff. Dreadpool, you could probably do that for your wife. If she wants to go to Ulta or something, you know, waste all your rewards online instead of a console. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, anything that comes back to you is good. So yeah, absolutely. Anyway, any thoughts on this? Uh, you know, I would say is probably about time. I mean, uh, they're they've created something that's gonna bring stuff back into the PlayStation ecosystem. Um, Microsoft has been for years now, and uh, obviously they have more avenues, like even a Bing can get a Microsoft for. It's it's a good start, um, and I know a lot of uh, PlayStation uh, fans, like you know uh, other YouTubers and stuff like that, are probably really pleased about this. And now they can customize their uh, their their avatars and their their uh, page even more. So I'm glad I'm I'm happy for. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's always a benefit. Free stuff, you can't complain. Um, right. I, I don't, I don't think it's something that, I don't think it's something that she could be getting the president's getting. It's pretty high up there, and True. M4G is something super exciting midway. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean you hear the excitement in my voice, right? I mean, and that sarcasm. It's something that you know, obviously, a new generation has come and come up with with something that's a little more um, involved. They did it, and, you know, you're, you're going to have those fanboy sites that are going to, uh, going to you know, praise it even more, even though a competitor has been doing it for years. Yeah. VJ, did you look into this? Any thoughts on this? Um, I did have a quick look at it, to be honest with you. As far as I can see... Um, 
there seems to be sort of very few um, details that have been officially made available by Sony. Um, so it's difficult for me to make any sort of uh, call or judgment as to whether or not um, sort of this initiative is going to be really successful in the future or not. What I will say is that if Sony and the community at large feel it's an initiative worth exploring and is potentially engaging and rewarding, then, then of course, let's see if we can all work towards making it truly worthwhile, beneficial and satisfactory for everyone involved. Um, it may or may not sort of work straight out of the gate because there's so many facets to to uh, launching uh, a new a new piece of hardware, let alone, let alone all the best bells and whistles that are there to be explored. Um, I'll be hugely disappointed if, um, just touching on what something Kurt Midway um, just said, if, if gamers within the PlayStation and opposing ecosystems just use it to throw around playground insults or just, you know, sort of garner petty narrative just around this. I think it's something new and I think it's definitely going to need tweaking, adjusting and evolving over time in order to sort of make it maybe whatever it is in terms of making it ideal. Uh, and that can be achieved as long as there's a will and a way, right? And uh, a meeting of minds. And that meeting of minds is is definitely something between PlayStation itself and its communities to resolve, right? And evolve uh, between them. And, and patience for these kinds of things. These kinds of things may be may be key. And and if you, someone's sort of dedicated to it, and it's not just an afterthought, who who knows, right? A first time uh, potterer and all that's associated with a large amount of spinning wet clay can uh, often leave a huge mess, you know, especially if you don't have a pair of guiding hands at the wheel. But uh, I seem to think that these pills have made me digress and uh, maybe partially off topic. And I really, I really apologize if I haven't answered your question. No, that's fine. I think, I think that was a pretty good answer. I mean, well, I'll take that. Only pretty good. Oh, right. You should fire me. No, VGA, we can't do that. There's nobody else in the gaming realm as, as knowledgeable as you. We can't do that. that. I don't know about that. Dreadpool's pretty pretty knowledgeable, actually. I learned quite a lot from him on the couple of podcasts that I've been on with him, and uh, that's why I was saying at the beginning, it's a shame that um, I haven't been on more with him. He's always got some really interesting anecdotes and, and stuff like that that get my... It's just, good, just a good guy to bounce off of, really, to be quite honest with you. Oh, thank you. I hope I, he's not listening, and I hope he's got... No, no, no. That's, that's quite all right. I, I actually, I, to be honest, I love listening to everybody's ideas and, and you know, uh, their thoughts because everybody's unique in that way. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good to bounce off of other people's ideas and to learn from that. So, absolutely. You know, I do I the same. That's my own with, thoughts, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of when you were talking about that, I was literally picturing Ghost and how he was like, how he had his hands over her. Was 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 somebody putting your hands over you, or were you putting your hands over them when, when you guys were molding that clay? Next topic. <laughs> I'm taking the fifth. I was just wondering. You know, I'm willing to, you know, to help you be the outer spoon. Oh, yeah. Midway. Midway, say something. You said you was gonna look after me. I got you, man. I got you. I got your back, but just far away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, fans. <laughs> um, they're saying that Dread pulls quiet, but on my you side, he doesn't—he doesn't sound quiet. But I can raise his volume. Maybe I was um, being quiet because I was trying to be sensual. Hey, yo, uh, yo, 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 yo. so 
So the next topic I want to get into, and I think Dreadpool's kind of probably know a little bit more about this because he has really been into tech lately on these consoles. Uh, there was an article uh, that came out, I think it was in Eurogamer, that the Xbox Series X thermal and power analyst uh, is very efficient for what it is. Um, and it seems that it, you know, it's, a, it's just as quiet, if not quieter, than the Xbox One X, um, which is amazing for what's packed in there. Uh, obviously, it's not as big as the PS5, so <laughs> that's great, too. And it seems like that the heat, the, the way that the heat is dispersed is very, very efficient, according to the article. Dreadpool, what do you think about this? Uh, at first, I didn't like the design. I didn't mind it. It wasn't like I hated it. But uh, in retrospect, when you when you look at the way it was designed, the the console was literally designed uh, by the shape of re, uh, removing the heat. Uh, you made it into a tunnel. You know what I mean. So when you, when you when you cook on a on a what's it called? It's it's um one of those fire stoves. And, you know, so basically when you cook on that stove, all your heat is going up, right? So you're removing it from wherever you're cooking. Let's say it's a brick oven and you're going to cook your pizza, right? So all the heat's in the back, but on here, you know, and it's escaping through the tunnel. So same thing here. They're, they're, they're trying to figure out a way to navigate that heat out of the, out of the console. And I don't know if you noticed, but granted on current gen games, the, the one X is using more power and it's roughly the same heat signature as the series x that's using less wattage okay so there's your efficiency right there it's removing the heat right away so when when you look at those thermals that they, uh, that everybody's showing you the bottom side is where the air is coming in and the thermals are are you could see how it's gradually changing and a lot of the controversy was um, you know, people touching the NVMe. Well, you're touching the metal part of the NVMe, which is also a heat sink. Um, NVMe's are always hot. You know, mine mine's scorching too when when I use it, but it's not hot where it burns my hand. I can hold it, you know. But to my wife, it's too hot for her to hold. You know, she's not used to touching or holding anything hot like that. You know, I'm washing dishes with scalding hot water, no issues. You know what I mean? So it just depends on your sensitivity on your hand on what you consider hot or cold. It's just like pain. You know, how much pain can you handle? You know, women push out a watermelon and we're looking at it going, nope, nope, not me. You know what I mean? And they say the same thing, but yet they have another kid. You know, so you're talking about thresholds for people, you know, that differentiate. But when you use a meter... You know, and you're looking at heat signatures. You can actually see how hot it is. It's really not that hot. Yeah, it's hotter than normal, but you don't normally hold on to a hot pot. You know what I mean? You could pick up a pan out of the oven with your hands and not really burn yourself if you're quick enough. You know, I used to do that, you know, working at Pizza Hut when I was, you know, younger. I could do that. It didn't really burn me. You know, it was hot. My hands were red. Not a big deal. You know, in the meantime, somebody else would try to do that and they would have blisters. So when it comes to thermals, it was designed that way, you know, to, it's just a tunnel and the air comes in and it goes right out as it heats up. And it's the, probably one of the most efficient designs is a, is a tube 
but you can't do a tube like that with when it comes to electronics. You know, you can't bend them around the corner. You have to have them flat. So for it to be a box like that, like a cylinder brick, makes sense. Okay. I can see that. Um, VJ, any yes, thoughts? Any thoughts on this one? Uh, on the um, on the engineering thing from um, uh, Digital Foundry, that one. Yes. Um, look, I'm not a technical guy, right? So please feel free to chime in. Um, so I'm just going to be a bit haphazard, but I had a quick look at the video this morning um, to, to the link that you sent. Uh, so thank you for that, clowns. Um, Digital Foundry sort of seemed to have made a video based on testing like very specific games and in a specific testing environment, which are probably England. Um, they also have a uh, mentioned, I heard Richard say that it was a non-final pre-pro unit, not a full-on mass pro retail unit. Uh, and, in, and in my experience, uh, pre-pro units are not the same as what comes off of a, of a production line. Um, I'm not an engineer, um, but first and foremost, a console just needs to serve its purpose technically and perform in the public domain. And what I mean by that is out in the out in the wild, so to speak, um, across across the globe. Really, um, it's not really a question for me so long as it doesn't sort of catch fire or explode. I'm I'm all good, clowns. But however. Um, I was listening to a podcast last night, which was interesting. Um, it was a PlayStation one, so please forgive me. Um, however, certain games on the PlayStation 4 started pushing the hardware. It, it became hotter and louder to the point where uh, if, uh, the only way um, that I could actually sit and, and um, play the game was actually wearing a headset in order to drown out the, the PlayStation fan noise, uh, if I'm quite honest with you. My, my point is... Only current gen games were shown on the Xbox Series X. So, so I was listening, as I said, to a podcast, and um, and I don't know the truth of it. Right at the end of the day, I, I listen to many things, and as as uh, Dreadpool was saying, is that whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, it's irrelevant if it can help to fine tune your thoughts. Right, we're all allowed to be wrong, right? Because um, we're always constantly learning. So, so what happens when a, a true next-gen game uh, with a high load, uh, which requires sort of continuous loading for a long time, especially like something like God of War, um, would would call, could that potentially or inevitably be the result or, or fallout from that in terms of in the future, the machine running hotter and, and the fan running quicker? I, I have no idea. The simple answer for me is right now, if I'm asking myself that question, I don't know the facts or... You know, is it going to be another red ring of death? Um, and, you know, and the thing is, if people could actually evaluate that now, then maybe the red ring of death would never have happened. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. However, it is something we would all like to know because um, obviously, you know, in a couple of years down the line, it could affect the Series X, it could, ha it could affect the PS5, it could ha affect any hardware system, right? Um, but however, you've got the same situation over with the with the Sony, um, with the liquid metal solution. At first, when I first heard about it, not, not at the teardown, but before that, I was just, oh, it's just like, you know, craziness, right? But obviously, there is a liquid metal solution in the PS5. But is the, how is that going to perform over the next couple of years? Is that going to degrade? Is it going to last? I I have absolutely no idea, but Sony have said that they've gone to great lengths in terms of designing and defining its, defining its cooling system. I think it's the fact they're saying it's for more than two years, and I'm sure Xbox have put in just as much engineering time and resources, if not more, right? So I think both companies, especially for Sony, I think it's just a case of 
let's wait and see and we'll find out. Um, it could be a solution that defines uh, a generation uh, um, and, and Sony as an electronics company. But what's more and more commonplace in the modern age is that everything electronic, forget about these consoles, right, is, is seemingly built for obsolescence. Nothing seems to really last uh, at its optimum level, performance level anyway, um, for more than two years or so. Uh, speaking to sort of far more well-informed individuals than myself, the testing of uh, devices and the cynical and scientific techniques in place and in practice today allow for more precise calculation of wear and tear of materials and components. It's incredibly common and prevalent at the forefront of design and manufacturer that is happening right now. The, the lifespan of a device can be more easily and, in fact, how can I put it, uh, accurately calculated these days. R&D costs and tech advancements, uh, the way it is today, the amount of expenditure that these companies are having to do, they simply have no choice or that's what they would lead us to believe anyway, right? It's it's definitely not like, and I don't want to show my age here, but it's definitely not like the um, 1950s anymore, you know, where everything was built to last, right? And um, that, that was, it's just everybody would say the same thing, whether it was a TV or, or a washing machine. I think we can all definitely recall the Samsung um, N7 battery fiasco, right? When they're all catching fire and exploding, as I alluded to earlier, it was oh, yeah. both worrying. It was both worrying and frightening, um, as it was somewhat. When I saw it, it kind of suspended belief for me for a moment, right? And then planes being grounded and you know flights being delayed and all sorts. So I think as long as Issues like the N7 battery, Red Ring of Death, and uh, my old tumble dryer back in England, not break dancing like R2D2, uh, can be avoided. I think we can all probably rest easy. So, anyway, I thought I'd mention R2D2 just to cheer everybody up, but obviously it didn't go down too far. <laughs> no, that, so. no, I got it. I heard it. I was waiting for the chat to respond, but yeah, Ace, you know, Ace, said, Ace has said something else. No. VJ is not over 70. He sounds like he's 25, Asa. <laughs> Thank you. The check's in the post. Thank you. Thank you, VJ. <laughs> I would like that with some English breakfast tea. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> and not the afternoon tea, the breakfast tea. Yep, absolutely. Well, it is afternoon, though, technically speaking. So <laughs> might have to wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, my opinion on it is I, I think that, you know, Xbox came out and made a great console. I think they designed it well. I think they don't want a repeat of any issues of overheating. I mean, at the end of the life of the Scorpio editions, there were some rumors or some things where, you know, some people claim their consoles were overheating. I'm not sure how true that is because it's never really been confirmed. Um, mine gets hot, but that's normal. That's what electronics do. I've never had issues with mine like shutting down except for one time uh, with the preview dashboard on a game where it said it overheated. But I think that was due to the game not being optimized for whatever preview bug that I had going on at the time. So I think that the, the next gen we're going into, I think both consoles are going to be fine. I think that Xbox engineering team has really done a great job on dispelling the heat. So I don't expect any issues whatsoever, and I think that console is going to last a very, very long time for people. Actually, I well, did have that issue. I do have it, actually. Oh, the overheating on the Scorpio? Yep. Yep. So I have a glorified paperweight. I was able to play a couple smaller games that don't push it. Otherwise, it pops a fuse. And I've already uh -huh. replaced the power supply from before. 
Oh, that's so, not good. No. So that's why I can't wait for the next two, three weeks to happen. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it too. This time I'm gonna get my Series X. I'm no baby stealing it from me. I'm gonna be first in line at GameStop when they open. I will be there probably with a tent around 3 a.m. and I might not shower for about five days to scare the <laughs> line away. That way the line does say. not c- come near me. That way they can back off. Yeah. And maybe I can make it, you know, maybe I could make it into a little bit of a uh, drama situation where I just take a bucket with me and put mud in it and then like have a roll of toilet paper next to it just so they think that I've been sitting there for days um, because I really want the Series X and I, 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 I don't want to lose it this time. Thanks for the subscription, MN. Appreciate it. So I did an experiment. Oh, you oh. did? Oh, yeah, I'm... Just... What happened? <laughs> you put glitter in your beard? No, don't do I that. I got to bedazzle it. It's it's so fresh and clean and new. But anyway, so um, while VJ was talking, I no, I actually stayed away. Thank you. And um, I booted up my Xbox. I have a external Western Digital Black one terabyte SSD, and it was cold. I booted it up. I put in I just put on a random game that was on that SSD. And by the time VJ was done talking, which, you know, is a good amount of time. Just kidding, VJ. Uh it was already warm. Guys, these systems are gonna be hot. It's not how hot, it's how they dissipate heat and how they withstand heat. That's it. If your it's system gonna be is, a good system, it's gonna be great. If your system is cold, it's either not one not working or it's not powered on to be plugged in. Well, I got that where if you turn uh, turn the Xbox off, your externals turn off. So as soon as I turned it on, it went yes, yeah, it started warming up again. But if so it, if it's not cold, if it's cold, it means it's not <laughs> yeah, it's not even on. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, Right. Either that or it's damaged and it ain't working. So and that right. and that's the funny thing. Is your computer at home or your laptop at home hot? Yes. You know what I mean? So for for them to freak out like this is silly. I agree. Yeah, I mean a lot of you guys might not remember these days, but I'm sure Dreadpool, I do, VJ does. I don't Midway, I I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you're in the same age group as us, but uh do you remember the days of the VCR? I am yep. thirty six years old, sir. Oh, so you do remember the days of the VCR. So I still the, have two. Yep. And the days of the I, VCR. I re- <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm go sorry. I I got I got them to where they can I can dub DVDs and stuff. It's, you know, it's, I record stuff. Oh, nice. Don't tell it. Don't tell it. Yeah, I know, because these days it's scary with all the warnings <laughs> on VHS tapes, huh? No, um, <laughs> uh, back in the day, though, with VCRs, uh, they used to get, if you kept watching movies over and over, not only did the cassette get hot, but, like, the actual VCR used to get hot on top, and those things never dispelled heat properly, because usually the vents were, like, underneath, um, so it'd be, like, this really hot box, and I remember 
Uh, one of my friends back in the day, he used to love watching movies, and he would watch them nonstop. He went, I think, like on a 24-hour watching spree of mix of comedies and horror movies, and when he took the last cassette tape out, uh, the VCR tape actually started to melt, like the little plastic windows above the film started to melt. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was very disappointed, because it was one of his favorite movies. So I uh, I have a similar similar story. I had a Magnavox back in like the mid '90s, and afterwards, like it would stop record. If you hit record, it would record for three seconds and then stop. That's how bad it was getting. So we got a new VCR, and then I decided to take it apart because I'd never seen what the inside of a VCR is like. And when I took off the top, uh, there were burn marks on the top of the the casing. Wow. Yeah. And when he put it back together, he had extra parts. I mean, I just want to know who drives a car, uh, even if it's winter, right? And they're going to tell me that their engine is hot. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's, that's really where we're at now, is, is people freaking out over heat issues. Is it, is it an issue? Yeah, I mean... It, you're running it hot, are you not? You're, you're running your engine; it's going to be hot. Whether mm-hmm. you know how efficient it is will determine on the the heat that it's going to dissipate. Um, but to make a big deal out of this is kind of silly, especially when you have to get. Uh, we'll wait for Digital Foundry to let us know what they've figured out, because you have somebody that just decides to to touch. A th- um a heat sink and then say, Oh my God, it's hot and mm. freak out, you know, to make a big scene out of it. Well, I mean, that's all it, it kind of takes, but you know what? To be, fair, to be fair to digital foundry though, the, the, the news topics have been a bit like this, this week. Haven't they? So you've got to give them, you've got to allow them to give them that at least. Well, when you have, when you have other people in the, in the community, be it creators or just um, trolls, you know, I'm going to wait for Digital Foundry to, to tell us what happens. Oh my well, God. why do we have to use them as the, the, the end-all, be-all? That's right, well, especially yeah. when we've got four guys with quarters. I mean, it's ridiculous, if you ask me. Exactly. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> Break it we all should down. Be four guys, we should be four guys with millions. Well, you know, that's a long <laughs> shot off. Maybe maybe if we can convince uh, a private investor to let us buy IGN and then rename ourselves as four guys at IGN, maybe that will work. <laughs> maybe we could be raking in the millions then, but I don't know. We'll talk and, after the show. Yeah, and got some deals going midway. You think you could make hush. it happen? Shh, hush, hush. He's going to take his gym buddies down there and intimidate them. <laughs> nice you guys you guys he's gonna, he's gonna threaten them with um with game pass while they're strapped to uh treadmills <laughs> hey whatever whatever gets the job done maybe maybe put some uh series x's on near them and it gets kind of hot you know <laughs> no um sweat it out under the boxes Determined uh, Hero says, don't aim too high, just uh, four guys with dollars. I mean, I mean, that's not bad, right? Four guys with dollars, then we could play a couple more arcade games than just one we quarter each. We could play the bigger machines. 
Yeah, we can play. We can uh, do the crane machines and try to win stuffed animals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Infinite says four guy, four guys with VCRs has a ring to it. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a channel out there like that. Uh, well, the next topic I wanted to get into is see, I don't think this is a big deal, but everybody's getting like all crazy over it because they think this is a sign that Ubisoft is coming to a deal with Microsoft. And I honestly, I don't know because here it is. Rainbow Six Siege is coming to Game Pass. Is this really a big deal? Now, let me give you my opinion. I don't think so because it's been in PS Now since May of 2020 and it's leaving November 2nd of 2020. So is it really a big deal that it's coming to Game Pass? I would hope eventually it was going to come to Game Pass. The game has been out and has iteration after iteration of updates. Um, it's kind of old at this point and you can buy the base game pretty cheap i believe so i don't think it's a big deal i don't think it's a sign that there's any deal going on with ubisoft not saying that microsoft doesn't have a deal in place but i don't think rainbow six siege is a determinant factor here that says oh my god let's go out with cake and balloons and celebrate that we got rainbow six siege and game pass and there's a deal going on so dreadpool i want to go to you on this because you do have a lot of common sense uh, you, sometimes you have to correct me and other people uh, in podcasts and be like, calm down, guys. So what's your take on this? Oh, my God, they're fighting. No. Um, is it is the reason why they're leaving PS now because uh, Xbox is buying them? No. You know what I mean? It, it, it's. Yeah, we had Doom in there. You know, that's just coincidence. You can have any game in there and use it as a coincidence. So for Ubisoft to, to do something like that, okay. So let's use that same analogy now. Um, wasn't Resident Evil, like the old collection, the remastered collection in there also? You know, everybody's just trying to find that little nugget of truth in everything and, and try to blow it out of proportion. Is there a connection there? Yes. Is it anything that's going to make a difference? Not really. You know what I mean? The connection is they're in Game Pass, but they've also had other games in Game Pass. Okay, so it's not really a, a big deal. You know, once we see more information, you know, just the game in Game Pass doesn't mean anything. It just means that there was a deal struck for money to change hands. You know, it was important enough for them to go to PlayStation, they got their money there. They got whatever deal they set up with PlayStation, and now they're going to Xbox. Would I like to see them? Yes, I would love to see them. You know, uh, I was teasing somebody on on Twitter about, you know, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, and I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for it to hit Game Pass. I'll, I'll buy it then. It, w was I kidding? No, I wasn't. But at the same time. The reason why I said it like that was because when I bought Odyssey, I bought the top of the line pack. There was no other. And then a few months later, they had like the bigger Ultimate Edition. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is why I paid, pre-ordered and paid all this money to have this ahead of time. Okay. That is really where, where, where the question is. You know, are they going to be buying them? No, I don't think so. It's, it's, like I said, it's just a deal right now. Could it be in the works? 
yeah, everything could be in the works. But you got smaller cre uh, creators, you got smaller developers. There's a lot of people. Oh, look, Lord Cognito on the screen. Um, but you got a lot of people. Sorry about that, squirrel. Uh, you got a lot of people that are just grasping for straws for anything because they want to know. I mean, we got that thing in New Zealand, you know, and someone said that they are in there and they're going to be um, massively involved with, with a huge project. And everybody now thinks it's a studio. When New Zealand, Xbox even said, no, it is not a studio. But people are still grabbing for straws, trying to reach for whatever little thing they can to be the first ones to know. And believe me, I did that with Star Wars. When, when the prequels came out, I was adamant about learning every little detail about it. And, you know, I probably would have been happier not knowing and just being surprised. And that's where I think we should be with these these new... Uh, buy buyouts uh, of other developers, companies, whatever Microsoft decides to do with the studio. Um, any kind of acquisition like this, just let it be a surprise. You know, let's let's not be skeptical and and, and you know, um, just assume nothing. But at the same time, let's not make stuff up. Yeah, I mean here, that here. makes sense. Um. Midway, you got anything you want to add to that, or? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, Ubisoft and makes uh, games that have long engagement periods. Uh, Watch Dogs, Rainbow Six, uh, Assassin's Creed. I mean, even uh, the Division games. Like they're making games that require long-term engagement. Well, Xbox has Game Pass that requires long-term engagement for people to stay on the service. Um, I think, I, I remember saying like, uh, like two or three episodes in when I, when I joined you, um, I feel like Ubisoft would have been the next logical uh, developer to be partnered with Microsoft and Game Pass because of that point. You got Bethesda, great RPGs. You got uh, now you have now you have Ubisoft Rainbow Six, which is an old game, but I also think it might be t a type of like measuring stick to see how much more attachment the game can get on a fr on a quote unquote free service. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what's going on. I'm, I'm I, I like the I like the idea of the partnership and but yeah I'm with Dreadpool too. I mean I the twenty four hour news cycle you can't be surprised about anything anymore, so but uh you know, let's see how let's see how it goes. Just gotta wait on it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I undermines in game pass, but does that mean there's gonna be a deal with the undermine devs? Uh, you know, to buy them? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Well, well, uh, who was it? It was the original Next Level Gaming. He said, uh, Xbox isn't buying Ubisoft. People need to remember Vivendi tried buying Ubisoft and failed. Um, I feel like that might be like two completely different situations. Well, the um, way I look at it is, if the money's right, anything's possible. Vivendi didn't have the money. Does Microsoft? 
and my and sorry for interrupting, but it's I'm okay. On the same page. Thank you. Um, tag team. BJ, you got anything you want to add to that? Maybe a slice of pizza. That sounds good. <laughs> you oh, heard no. it. Um, you heard it. You heard me chewing on it. No, no, no. But you've made me hungry. I haven't eaten today yet, and I should really. But I had those uh, Advil um, without any food. So uh, yeah. But um, look, I don't want to go down the acquisition stuff. That's all I seem to be talking about on the last two or three podcasts. I've, I've covered off Ubisoft and stuff like that on on the Green Pass Gaming and, and Booms as well. But in in relation to the the question that you've um, that you've asked, and, and and also I think the panel. Um, Midway and uh, Dreadpool and the chat have covered off uh, their feelings about Ubisoft. So I think Xbox, you have to look at it from their perspective. They're offering um, a digital buffet, right, uh, rather than an a la carte menu, uh, even though they have got one secret one, but you have to ask for it, uh, in, <laughs> in order to sort of attract gamers to its ecosystem and more specifically conscript or entice gamers into its uh, subscriptions, subscription scheme, which is obviously Game Pass, right? Netflix and Amazon, you know, they recycle classic content from most major film studios and TV channels to sort of deliver an evolving, uh, actually, no, uh, I should say a really a revolving roster of movies uh, and TV shows along with some original content. Uh, so I think it's got to be about Xbox consistently providing uh, quality of games that blow pe- the public away as well as uh, classics and uh, also but make sure that the games that go in aren't just sort of afterthoughts, that uh, I want them to sort of engage the imagination of present and future gamers. There's games that go into Game Pass that I have genuinely missed, this generation, this generation. Um and um, and of course, I think Xbox have also got the the task of when they're curating um, Game Pass is uh, making sure uh, at the least that everything is balanced, right? Um, that the menu of games and offer in terms of genre um, or departments that they feel that they uh, that they are uh, that they're currently lighting. So I I don't know the exact makeup of how many first person shooters that they've got is cons- similar to that game, but um, obviously there's some level of curation going on and. And as I said, it's an opportunity. As, as, uh, sorry, as Dreadpool said, um, it is an opportunity that's come up, and, and they've taken it. However, it's it's not always about the volume or quantity of content. Even though uh, many say, you know, variety is the spice of life. And uh, to be fair, that's also true to a degree. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it may be a very big deal for for a certain section of gamers to be in the ecosystem, and it may not be for what others are seeking. But it's always nice to be afforded the option, the choice, and the opportunity, and I think that's what that's what Game Pass delivers. Yeah, I think you I think you put that very well. I think you know it's just about. Oh my god, the... you've gone very good to pretty well. I'm just going downhill. Oh my god, what's going on? BJ, <laughs> are, you a, are you okay over there? I went from, I went from an A minus to a C plus. Oh, come on, guys, back me up here, midway. Red Bull, what's going on? Short and sweet, short and sweet. It was great. A plus, VJ. A plus. A plus plus. My mic was muted. I couldn't. I thought I was responding to you. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think we need to spike your English tea, VJ. Uh. <laughs> so I gotta agree with you there. I think that you know, anytime there's an option, it's always beneficial to everybody that 
gets he gets to have the option to play something um you know but like i alluded to i don't think it's a sign of any major deal but i do want to get into something um that kind of leads me into the next topic which is like the big news of the week vj and you you know i feel bad because you probably heard this ten thousand times but just like you i've I've heard this ten thousand times but i'm gonna give you my take on it so phil talks to kotaku he talked to, I think, Steven Tatillo, I think his name is. So, basically, here's a quote from the article. Uh, Steven asked Phil Spencer, Is it possible to recoup a $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation? Uh, yes, Spencer quickly replied. Then he paused. I don't want to be flip about that, he added. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play go play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had when I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had. And we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base. I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. Now, in my opinion, which a lot of people disagree with me on, I think that Phil was being very coy about the answer because he can't give out too much information. The deal's not finalized. But I also think that he was kind of like answering the question directly. The question, again, was, is it possible to recoup $7.5 billion if you don't sell Elder Scrolls Six on the PlayStation? And Phil was answering that directly. Of course, it's, of course they could recoup their money if they don't sell on the PlayStation. And my take means that Phil is just answering the question. He can't allude to the fact that it may or may never go on PlayStation. Phil, I think Phil's the type of guy that would allow stuff on other platforms. Um, maybe, if anything, like timed exclusives, uh, things like that. And a lot of people say, well, clowns, you know, if Phil bought Bethesda and Zenimax, it's definitely to make it exclusive. He's not playing around. But also think about this. In my opinion, I think Phil really bought Zenimax and Bethesda, not necessarily for the exclusives. I think he wanted to get them before Amazon or Google gobbled them up because Amazon and Google are out there looking for studios, major studios and major IPs. And yes, Google Stadia can fail, but Google has the money to rebrand it and come back with it. And Amazon Luna is starting at $5.99 a month. And they, Amazon is the one that I would fear right now because Amazon's on track with a pretty good base of with Twitch Prime and Prime Gaming. So all those free games that you get in Twitch, I imagine at some point you're probably going to be able to play them on Amazon Luna, probably those particular games for free. And if you pay the fee per month, then you'd get a library of other games with Amazon. So I'm thinking Amazon is a scary beast with they already got their stuff in play. They already got the servers. They're ready to go. Google. They messed around with Stadia. They're kind of like failing here and there. They got some stuff launching exclusive to the platform, but it doesn't seem to be taken off. And I think Google just went about it wrong. They just tried real quick because they saw xCloud coming. But I think Amazon's secretly been waiting for a moment to gobble up some studios. 
And that's why Xbox, Satya, Microsoft, and Phil made that $7.5 billion deal. And I think they're going to make more before Amazon could touch another studio. So with that said, uh, Midway, I want to go to you first on this. What do you think about the situation? Do you think that Microsoft's going to keep stuff exclusive? Or do you agree with my opinion? Uh, clowns. Oh, yes. Clowns. Uh, sorry, yep. can I just ask you, what's your policy about being harassed in the workplace? Because Dreadpool is um, doing some spiteful things to me in the chat. Uh, hey, hey, hey. You know you like it. <laughs> He's teasing me about his pizza clowns, especially when he knows I'm really hungry. Oh, hey, Dreadpool, you. you're going to make us all hungry. We're not even sponsored by a pizza company. I can't even send <laughs> BJ free pizza. I am my own pizza company. It's a Dreadpool pizza company. Yeah, that is true. You make your own crust, right? Yes, I do. This is abuse in the workplace, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I you know, VJ, I'm sorry, man. Maybe one day we'll get DiGiorno to sponsor us. And if they do, I'll make sure they send a pie your way. DiGiorno? Let's go, let's go yeah, for right? something like Nancy's or Uno's. <laughs> well, I don't have a Uno's by Anybody me. Anybody knows who I'm talking about when I say Nancy's. Nancy's? No, I don't. No. Deep dish. No, I I, never. I caught, I caught clowns completely off guard. They thought, what, what the hell is VJ going on about? <laughs> you guys need to come up to Chicago sometime. You know, Midway, you're going to disagree with me here, but New York pizza is... Is, oh, is no, we're not going down that rabbit hole, are we? Oh my god! Oh yes, it is better. Everybody in this chat knows that New York it's pizza flat. is it's better. Flat. The proper way to eat a pizza is with a fork. No, dreadful! <laughs> what are you? What are you talking no, I, about? I actually, kind of like pineapple. No, 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 no! Take no. <laughs> them off! Take them off! I think Midway's just. I, I knew it. I knew that would break. That would break everything. All I could hear was Midway snapping his barbell in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Back on topic. All right. So. Hold on. We actually um, got a comment in the chat from Determined Hero. He says, Phil knows that Microsoft needs exclusive, but stealing games away from players was never going to work. Instead, why not make service exclusive like Game Pass? Easy cross-play and easy pl cross-platform. The least the least, I guess, least system he's saying, like leasing it to PlayStation. Uh, Hero, I hear you on that, but I don't think PlayStation would ever allow Game Pass. They won't. They'll. That would. That would prove. That would, that would make them admit that PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now failed. That's. that's yeah. Then they would never do that. Are we going to scroll? Because I got something for it. Um. You know how. You know how uh... Microsoft and uh, Xbox are trying to make a web-based app like uh, Amazon is for Apple. They can do something similar. Although I've heard that Hulu does not work on PlayStation. So I'm, I'm assuming that probably it's going through their servers where they can block what sites you go to. There. Okay. I said it. Yeah, so, I mean, that makes sense. Go ahead, Midway. I was gonna say, clowns. I, 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 I feel like I agree to a certain point that they bought Zeni, Zeni, excuse me, Zenimax from everyone else, 
But I do believe they did like a two birds with one stone idea where they kept it away from other people's hands and they're going to make it work for them in Game Pass. Um, now, fanboys like to like to throw out, you know, well, now there's no exclusives anymore for, for Xbox. When when uh, Phil Spencer said that there, he doesn't want games basically just on one device. But now he's got a plethora of devices now in the ecosystem, which to me is still considered an exclusive because you need Game Pass or Xbox Live now. So he 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 I think this is the culmination of his of his uh of his hard work and you will see they will never. I don't think they'll ever be on PlayStation. I don't think they wouldn't do that. Because um, you'll see, I believe you'll see as soon as the uh, the new the new consoles come out. That uh, what 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 do you think? Like three months, three months of Game Pass. You think it's gonna be? It's gonna it's gonna be soaring, in my opinion. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna skyrocket. Okay, I mean, a fair point. So, you think you're going to have to have Game Pass to play these games, is what you're saying? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that he is going to, to keep it in the Xbox ecosystem. So, PC, play, right, play anywhere, even on the... Uh, well, Did you guys see that one video where the guy played it on his Samsung kit... Uh, uh, refrigerator. I mean, yeah. Like you know, you're gonna see all these devices being able to play these games, and the only way that it will, like they said though, he'll if you if you give us the opportunity to put Game Pass on the device, we'll do it. Well, PlayStation will never do that because, like I said before, they'll just that'll just admit that PlayStation now failed, so th- that will never happen. While they still have uh, a good relationship with Nintendo, and we'll see how we'll see how that goes in the future. VJ, what do you think? I I'm sure you probably mm-hmm. heard this topic on Boom's show too, but I'm yeah. curious to get your opinion on this because you're very analytical mm-hmm. and you you probably think on all sides of the spectrum and the box on this one. Yeah, and that's the problem, um, clowns, because it doesn't matter what I say. And I've got something to say, obviously, but there's just so many there's just so many facets to this deal. There's so many repercussions to this deal. Uh, you can look at it from Sony's point of view, gamers' point of view. And I'm, when I talk about gamers, I'm, I'm not being divisive. I'm talking about all gamers, right? So I'll give it a go. Um, and, I mean, <clears throat> midway, the chat, yourself, uh, have also had some, I think, incredibly uh, sensible things, right, uh, compared to some of the other sort of chats that I've been on where people just haven't been as open-minded to actually discuss it sensibly. They're still too stuck in their ways of what's gone in the past and they're holding on to the past uh, rather than what, what could potentially be better for the future. And even if it's, you know, not the right thing for the future, at least we've Discussed it, discussed it, evaluated it, and then put it aside based on what a company situation. Anyway, I'm digressing a little bit, but um, 
it was just something that uh, Midway just said now, um, and it, the, the quote I think he was um, uh, he was uh, just alluding to, and uh, one that I quite admired when Phil said it, and how hold how well it holds up in the long term. I, I don't know, right? That would purely come down to the stance of, of how how Xbox is positioned at the time. But he said something along the lines of sort of not to force anyone to buy, you know, the specific device that Xbox is launching, you know, on the day, and then make them want to go by in order to sort of partake in, in whatever, whatever games that they've got He's you know, he said explicit point blank gaming is bigger than any one device. Now, whether he just meant the Xbox system or all consoles, that's still not sort of clear to me. And then, and I think someone in chat also pointed out that Phil's very good at using uh, um, uh, extensive vocabulary, but he ensures that he doesn't pigeonhole himself in any specific way because it's very easy to people to uh, how do they say it on Twitter pull out receipts. But maybe, <laughs> maybe Phil, maybe yeah, maybe Phil is just you know some people have you know I've been on a few PlayStation people saying well you know Phil's just as big a hypocrite as Jim Ryan right and and probably myself as well but I think that's all semantics at the end of the day I think that executives at this day and age they have to move with the times and the times move far far quicker than what they used to 20 years ago in business especially with the way technology is um, if if Phil sees PlayStation as competition then these games will remain exclusive bar any contractual obligations right looking at it sensibly if Phil intimates as do all Xbox gamers when it suits them not everybody here but you, you know what I mean in general they do not believe PlayStation or even Nintendo is Xbox's competition a uh, competition this upcoming gen it's more to do with the other cloud-based uh, companies right out there um, then the question is why does Phil not release certain games on the PlayStation and even on the Nintendo Switch going forward from, I'm talking specifically about Zenimax here, not, not all the other stuff, right? So maybe he will decide, in my opinion, to be smart. And, and someone just mentioned like Game Pass on PlayStation, which got my mind ticking, is to leverage Bethesda games, uh, possibly, depending on how good they are, right? We have no idea how good these games are going to be. Are they going to be just okay? Or are they going to be sort of, uh, you know, generational games right i mean i think one of the things that i saw that five out of uh the last eight games have been game of the year contenders or winners from bethesda which is pretty incredible right for um but would he use um uh would he leverage bethesda games to push game pass onto nintendo and sony devices i have no idea maybe that that time may come it may not as i said it's just all just it's just all throwing things out there right to see what sticks as i said bethesda games uh, in terms from Sony's perspective, um, it'd be really interesting to get see it be a fly on their wall. The only thing I could ascertain from all of it is that, as I said uh, on this show before, uh, clowns was that that those Bethesda games, in the whole last seven years, only made up what, less than one point nine percent of Sony's entire one point two billion uh, software unit sales. And um, I did cover the topic as well. Um, this particular topic on Boom's, I think, show of 9th of October, where the majority of the panel made the argument, hey, Sony keeps games exclusive and uh, locks out Xbox players, and now Xbox uh, players or Xbox itself should do the same to Sony players. And when I see Phil and when I try to read him, and maybe I'm doing it too, maybe I'm too old or maybe I'm just missing the point, but 
it kind of sometimes goes against what Phil's saying or what his his intent is or, or the way that he speaks, right? He always comes comes across to me as he's trying to build a gaming utopia. Whether that's just for Xbox or everyone in the world is inclusive is, is yet to be determined. Because really some of these huge, huge games that are coming from ZeniMax, let's be honest, they're best to be, uh, um, how can I say, experienced, right, on the, on the big screen, right? Uh, and to me, this is, to me, this like, approach where they did this to us and now we've got to do it to them is is somewhat short-sighted i don't mean to be rude or impolite clowns but i'm just trying to find my words today or, or something to that effect and i'm not saying i'm right i'm saying the opportunity to see how xbox could endear themselves rather than alienate themselves to other hardware format holders could be a really interesting strategy going forward. There's a, I think that there might be a wor worth exploring a better way to uh, approach this. Uh, again, I, 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 and I broke it down on Boom Show, but no one other than Zemi wanted to explore it. It, it, was a, it was just a fun opinion, right, to avoid an echo chamber, right? The last thing you want to be on a show is everyone's just agreeing with each other, right? It's not really interesting for the, for the chat. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. My, my other counter is... Um, they're saying, well, this is what Sony did to Xbox. Then my counter to that was, well, Sony didn't really do anything to Microsoft or Xbox gamers, right? Sony developed and foster studios over years, if not decades, uh, before they even purchased them in, in many instances. Um, Microsoft were were right there with Insomniac, right? But in my opinion, they, they lacked the vision to acquire Ted Price and, and his crew, right? Because they didn't have a mandate to foster talent and acquire talent, uh, acquire studios and IP. Um, that, but what, what they were looking for is, and they constantly look for is, what products or what studios can we acquire right now that helps to cement our position in the marketplace and also helps to cement our, our, our forecasted revenues? And people may point, you know, and I, and I think we've sort of hit upon that uh, today, maybe a touched on it. People may point to the initiative. But I see a whole different picture over there compared to a lot of people, right? And that may be probably a topic for another podcast, perhaps, because otherwise we'll be here till tomorrow. Um, simply put, Microsoft is it just me, or did VJ cut out? Hello? Um, I'm not saying they're bad, I'm saying they're good, but they were safe. I know Xbox's ethos from my time, sort of ex having some experience with them, is to tell teams you have your freedom, but do not set up for failure. That's the handshake that they give you. It's a very different handshake to Sony and Nintendo, who tell teams to be bold, brave, and brazen. We will support you unless it turns out to be a complete catastrophe. Um, I think Xbox right now are reinventing themselves from a place of failure. Now, I don't mean that in a bad way. What I'm saying is that is an extremely powerful tool, and you can see the fruits of what they are trying to do in front of us, right? It's all coming to to uh, to uh, you know a bit, uh, to our visual senses, right? We can all uh, see it. But But my issue is, how are they addressing the issue once again to compared to when they first set out in 2000 or, or whatever, and then in 2002, I think it was, when they bought out Rare for a gobsmacking 375 million. That 375 million then was just as big as from my memory, from what I recall, is the 7.5 billion they're paying out for Bethesda today, right? It's 20 years ago almost, but you can imagine that kind of money back then, right? Especially considering Sony have only paid 250 million or whatever for Insomniac. Now, 
and the other the other side of the argument again is nobody likes to uh, play to win tactics in video games. So why are we gamers? I'm not talking about Xbox games. I'm talking about Nintendo, PlayStation, PC, Xbox, even mobile gamers happy with Bethesda, uh, uh, historically uh, uh, multiplayer. Hey, what? Can I continue? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I yeah, just thought I heard someone. I thought someone heard someone go quack. So uh, happy with the. <laughs> someone's like skinning a duck alive. I don't know, but um, happy with Bethesda, a historical multi-plat studio with IPs that are indeed iconic, if not part of pop culture, or uh, uh, and you could argue the the historic tapestry of gaming itself. Now, now it's being acquired to serve. Uh, Xbox in its lack of portfolio uh, because they want to make sure that they sell systems and most of all that they sell subscriptions and retain subscribers for the longer term. Xbox, in in my experience, right, and I hope that they've changed going forward, and I've talked about this again uh, on your show, Clowns, and I'm just about to wrap up in case you're wondering. Um, Xbox, are, for me, historically, have been pretty much set up like electronic arts when it comes to development. Cr creativity is a distance distant fourth or fifth place uh, after production, financial departments, analytics, and even marketing. And um, it, it, it does not work to put the studio, uh, if it doesn't work, sorry, it, it doesn't really, if it doesn't really work, you know what Microsoft do, right? They put people and studios out to pasture or close an entire division. It doesn't make any difference to, to them, right? Uh, and I could make the case that since 2000, Xbox have failed to learn from past mistakes till till this very day and are set up to continue the trend of maybe even devaluing IPs and brands, which I hope they don't. And uh, people say uh, the management of Xbox today is different. Yes, I can agree to that to a point, but in, in, that's Xbox. But what my fear is, it's the same old Microsoft DNA at the helm um, or underneath it all, right, that might actually determine what the future of Xbox actually is. Um, I've got a load more to say, but I think I'll probably just stop there before I send everyone to sleep. The advert kicked in. The duck. Uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the advert kicked in, VJ. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to talk about the uh, Xbox dystopian future that I that I've got planned, but uh, it might take about another 20 minutes, but I don't know if I've got the energy today. Well, <laughs> <Sorry>. don't don't <laughs> worry, VJ, because I got one more topic that I think that you can definitely elaborate on. Oh, um, so I'll oh, go to you. And that's UK Dazzers and Samantha Fox. Uh, no, not UK Dazzers and Samantha Fox. <laughs> okay. Um, but I will go to you last on that so that you can give the endpoints after you hear everybody and what you think. So... To, to nobody's surprise, at least not to my surprise, there's that thing going around the internet that uh, Jeff Keighley, Phil Spencer, and Gabe were all on a phone call. Now, Gabe is the CEO of Valve and, and Steam, and it was something for the Game Awards that they're preparing. Now, a lot of people are starting to speculate. Did Microsoft make a deal with Steam or Valve? Did Microsoft buy Steam or Valve? Um, now, actually, I've been saying for over four years, if you go back to the original Four Guys Recorders episodes, that I said that Steam would be perfect on Xbox instead of a Steam machine, because then you could just load the app and play Steam games, and it'd be great. Now, I said that long before Game Pass was in existence, which, um, to my credit, I also predicted. Sorry, guys, I just had to throw that out there. Um... So now that we have Game Pass, and now that we have all this stuff out here, I honestly think 
that we are going to see Steam on Xbox at some point. I honestly think that we're going to be able to play Steam on the Series X and in the cloud with the controller for games that work with the controller. I think, you know, they're going to pick up your Steam library, tell you what's optimized for controller, what's optimized for keyboard and mouse, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we're going to see something there. Uh, it would be great if Microsoft really did buy Steam, but I don't know if they're willing to spend the kind of money that Steam is probably worth. Uh, because console players make up, what, 28% of the market, and PC makes up a larger majority, so Steam's probably worth just a little bit more. Um, but that, I mean, that's my opinion on that. Uh, Midway, I'm going to go to you on this one first. What do you think? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Gabe the uh, the guy that was on the news station that said the Xbox was a better system, and the anchors were like, Why? Yes. Is that 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 was that guy? Okay. Um, I just thought that was funny, but uh, it it kind of makes it. I mean, the most PC like system is the Series X, obviously. Um, I just feel a little worrisome about it because. The the one thing that they the Series X I don't know if the, anybody's correct me if I'm wrong again but did they say that there was keyboard and mouse support on the X Series X? Uh, I believe there is because there's keyboard and mouse support on the Xbox One X. Yeah, there should okay. be. It's just what games? Right. So I mean, that's the only thing I'm worried about is the uh, the keyboard and mouse players. If you're ever in a multiplayer game. You know, if you're on if you're on the Steam app, or if you're, you know, in a multiplayer in the Steam app, and you're on your controller, I just it's uh it's from a competitive standpoint, it's a little worrisome for me. But um, I mean, it really has no bearing on my gameplay or how I play. Um, options are great, so if anybody is really excited about this, you know, more power to them and. And uh, we'll again. Time will tell. We'll see what's we'll see what's up. Okay, Dreadpool. What are your thoughts on this situation? It it does pose an interesting question, right? Now, if Gabe, being an ex uh, Microsoft employee, building a company and blowing everything that Microsoft has done when it comes to steam out of the water and, and still failing with the steam box, you know what I mean? So with, with everything going on, them having Oculus, I could see them doing something similar, but I don't think they would actually own them. You know what I mean? On the one side, you have to worry because they are the biggest uh, company when it comes to games, um, when, you know, online games and, 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 you know, to purchase them through their store and all that. Now, if you were to buy that, would it be a monopoly? You know, would it cause, would it be enough there that the government would step in and say there's there's a monopoly thing going on here and, and put their foot in, in the middle of the negotiations? Uh, would The other thing is, as much money as Steam brings in, would Gabe want to get out of it and sell it for the price that Microsoft or Xbox is willing to pay for it? And vice versa, would they want to pay what Gabe is willing to, 
uh, part with it. You know what I mean? So their store compared to the Microsoft store is what everybody says is excellent, right? Everybody prefers the Steam store versus the Xbox store. Now, as I'm sure by now, a lot of the people on Xbox have seen the Xbox store. Um, you, you don't put that much into a new console with a new store and trying to rebuild it and trying, and then at the same time trying to buy your uh, friendly competitor, per se. You know, whether or not they're doing anything like that, it, it, it's it's hard to say. I mean, they could also be doing the same thing that they're doing with uh, GameStop, you know? Do a little bit of feel. Let's let's get our exposure on there. But every, I just don't see it. I mean, as much as it would be cool. I mean, you're linking your profile to Steam with your Xbox, uh, so your your Xbox profile ecosystem is linked to your Steam ecosystem. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're going to get uh, Play Anywhere or Game Pass like that, or they're actually going to be purchased. You know, so uh, it, it's it's something, yet again, people are grasping straws. You know, just because um, this picture leaked out. Now, now imagine if the picture leaked out from several years ago when you had Phil, Sean, and, um, man, I'm blanking on his name now. The Nintendo, old Nintendo CEO, um... You know who I'm talking about. Phil. Uh, no. Phil, Sean. Not Bowser. No, not Bowser. Before Bowser. Um, I'm picturing his name. Reggie. Thank you, Reggie. God. Sometimes, you know, days don't work out too well when, you, when you're in thoughts. But anyway, Reggie. Now, if that were to leak out and the, two, and the three of them with whoever else, which were probably uh, Keeley, um coordinating how they're going to stand, how they're going to, you know, present, and who's going to say what, you know what I mean? This is all preliminary stuff to get the award show straightened out and figure out who's doing what, right? So you have to have rehearsals. Well, right now we're in social distancing. We can't really do rehearsals like this. And these guys are running companies, huge companies that, does the companies run on their own? Yes but they still have other people that they either have to answer to or have to make, you know, come up with some solutions at the higher level CEO spots, right? So with all that being said, uh, for them to just leave and go hang out and be like, all right, cool, you know, I'm just going to go here and rehearse my lines, not going to happen. You still have to make sure that whatever those lines are, are okay by you to say. You know, this isn't a play where you're going to go there and you're auditioning to to play a role in Oklahoma, you know, uh, West Side Story or any any anything like this. You know, Forty uh, Second Street. Those are lines that are designed by the composers. That it's already set up. This is something that they're doing from the ground up for a show, so they have to make sure that everything that they say is accurate. And okay with those CEOs or anybody else. It's not just the CEOs, you know. But any, uh, anybody else that that's going to be there for their company, that their company is okay with them speaking about, you know. They also don't want 
um, they don't want to say too much. And at the same time, they have to be clear with what they say. So whatever they're presenting, they, you don't want to give your cards at the poker table, but you're, you're going to have a, a friendly conversation, right? So as you're presenting your cards on what you have, everything's a friendly gesture. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you, are you smirking because you got the winning hand, or at least you think you do? Yeah. But, you know, you have, you have the conversation there. And people are taking this out of proportion again and saying something. You know, would it be awesome to have um oculus or vive or whoever you know the vr that they're doing or you know bring facebook back in because didn't they sell mixer to facebook you know how do we not know that they're bringing something back in there you know i mean there, there's so much going on that if anything pops up even me just saying that somebody could take off with it and be like oh he knows something no i don't i'm just presenting uh little little tidbits to think about why are we speculating on something that we really don't know it was a uh it was a picture of a conversation that was it you know was, uh, and, and people are taking it too far you know is it is it a great topic to talk about yeah you know would it be great for you know uh wishes and dreams sure you know do we want you know steam to be on xbox yeah we do but what it Sometimes you want something that you shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have that extra ice cream. You know, so you sit down and you have it, and what, what happens? You waddle out of there. You know, so you want everything. I want everything. PS now. Okay. You can have it. <laughs> uh, but you see what I'm saying? It's just like... Yeah, I do. right now are grasping. You know what I mean? They're, they're grasping again. It's just... It, I don't think it's anything big just yet I'm, will they have something big to talk about that's going to be like you know something to make you gasp yeah but it's it's all between them until they decide to tell anybody they may not even know because they're not going to let anybody else know just like they did with the uh series s uh release when they when they decided to show it for the first time you know all they knew is it was a video and they were freaking out when they showed like the first five seconds just so they can get the, the color and the picture and the audio to sync up right. You know, Phil was freaking out. Like, they're going to show the whole commercial now, and we didn't even tell them about it. It was a surprise to everybody. You know, only key people knew about it, but everybody else, all the techs that were working on it, had no idea. This is going to be the same thing. If there's something there, we'll find out. But until then, we really won't know what it's about. Well, you know, I do want to say this, that um, shout out to the Game Beyond the Box chat, because Cloud brought this to everyone's attention, I believe. The Xbox app had an update um, mm -hmm. w that allows you to link Steam now. So there's got to be something with that, right? If you can see your Steam friends... Uh, are they going to allow cross-network play? Are they going to allow cross-chat, like, you know, Steam chat and Xbox chats? Um, I'm very curious, because Steam could have always used an Xbox Live Party chat, and Xbox could have used a better chat system like the way that, you know, Steam's friends list loads up. 
So you never know what could be going on. I, I speculate a lot and I think about things ahead of time a lot. And to me, this is just another sign that something's going down, but they can't tell us exactly what it is. Um, and I might be hoping for the, you know, the extreme, which is a Steam app on Xbox, and I might not get that. It could be the Game Pass app on Steam instead. But either way, I think that some type of deal is going down and that they were rehearsing with Jeff Keighley, uh, practicing what they had to say uh, for the Game Awards. And let alone, I'm going to say this again once many, many times, as I just think that Xbox should not give Jeff Keighley any publicity or press. I think they need to find a new guy and just start their own thing. Uh, Jeff Keighley seems to spend days blowing into controllers lately, so I don't know. Um, but VJ, I want to go to you on this, right? Because I'm sure that this is a newer topic for you. I don't think yep. you've had a chance to really uh, think about this one. And I'm interested in your thoughts on this and how, and how many which ways it could possibly go. Um, I think we talked about this topic um, on your show on October the 5th, actually, as uh, as Valve potentially being a target for acquisition. Uh, yeah. And uh, someone asked me in, um, on Twitter, and uh, they sort of said to me, oh, you know, you talked about it last night. And I said, to be fair, no. I actually talked about it live with clowns on October the 5th. That, that was the first time. That, Sorry, is um, that is true, VJ. But now we actually saw something new. So yeah. So look, I'm I'm not an expert technically. I'm not a huge PC player. Um, but I think someone touched at the beginning of the conversation in terms of Ubisoft as well. You you've got to look at it like this. Eves and Gabe are both in their late 60s and surely planning at some point in the future their retirement. Now it, it just purely depends on what pangs their twang. Um and Gabe knew was specifically at 67, you know, he's built a legacy, right? And We'll be thinking about how to move, how it moves forward without him. And I know we've touched on this already, and we touched on George Lucas selling out at 68 and so on and so forth. And we've talked about what what um, are the pros and cons of um, of, uh, of Valve. Yeah, and uh, well, I think one of the pertinent ones was that they've got like 30 percent, 30 percent of their monthly active users in China. So who does that benefit more? They've got like 95 million active users. Only Sony's got a few more than them. Um, and we talked about like maybe Valve to Google or Amazon makes much more sense. And and there's again, um, I don't know, was it you, uh, Midway, uh, that was saying, but hey, look, it wasn't a case of buying this and making it exclusive. Oh, it might have been new clowns. It was a case of, hey, look, they bought Bethesda because they wanted to keep it out of Google or Amazon's hands, right? So and so forth. I, 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 please accept my apologies if I've got uh, someone's name wrong um, in that analysis. Oh, that's clouds. So, Clowns, yeah. So clowns, you know. So just harking back to what you said. So some of the, in some, in some regards, you, you're answering, you know, your own question. So, um, uh, and, and as I said, I think that you know, Google's a really good place because there's Jade Raymond and Shannon Studsler over there and so on and so forth. But it's just down to someone like Gabe. At the end of the day, it comes down to the pitch. Get whether he's more interested in how his how his baby's going to be taken forward in terms of vision, creativity, and leadership. Um, or is it really just down to you know the the numbers or the zeros that are going to be on the check? I, I have no idea. I don't know the guy, right? I don't even know Eve's motive. Actually, Eve's I would say is more motivated by zeros, um, and um, Gabe's is probably more about you know what's the future of entertainment. You know, once he takes a sidestep, it's not like it's going to happen tomorrow. These guys like Phil and um, uh, and and Ryan and all that that work for these mega mega corporations. Those those guys plan five to ten years ahead, right? 
you know, so on and so on and so forth. I, I don't know if it really answers your question, but I go all the way back to the beginning when Dreadpool says, you know, let's just let it just let it all be a surprise, you know, however these um, um, acquisitions pan out and, and so on and so forth. Um, I'm sorry I can't really offer much more on the um, on this specific topic. Have I, have I kind of answered your question, um, Clowns, or have I totally just muddled it up and got a D plus? No, no, no. Very excellent work, VJ. Top notch quality content. A plus, um, plus, yeah. plus, plus, plus on oh, that one, VJ. I wanted a gold star. Oh god, maybe next. Damn week. it, VJ! <laughs> it's an A plus or gold star or goldfish. Oh, okay. Um, oh, sorry, it just must be different over the pond. <laughs> that's okay. I'll give, the, uh, I'll give him the elementary check plus grading. So check plus. VJ gets five pizzas out of five. Oh my god! Just uh, one slice. <laughs> just one slice. <laughs> you get. You right, get. So you get you all get six slices out of the six slices. Ten. Ten breakfast teas and eighteen crumpets. I've got a question for you. Sorry, yep. go ahead. Oh, no, you go first. You go first. Um, say, say you're a PlayStation guy, right? I know you're not, right? So, say you're a PlayStation guy, right? And um, I don't know, say the next Doom comes out, Doom 2023 or whatever, right? And it's in Game Pass, right? And you see it there sitting there free of charge. Well, in quotes, right? Free of charge, $15 a month or whatever. And then Xbox say, you know what? We're going to release this two months later. It'll be coming out three months later on your PlayStation, but it'll be $70, right? How does that? And you're a PlayStation guy, right? You look at Sony and you think, "What's going on here?" Right? And I think in one fell swoop, Xbox just endear the whole PlayStation um, fan base to them, right? So, no, I, I agree. Some may just turn their back on it, but it does all of a sudden set up an interesting scenario. Like Xbox fans are getting treated this way. And hey, you can play it for free if you're in our ecosystem, but if you're on another one, it's going to cost you 70 bucks. How, how would you feel about that? That it would cost an extra 15 bucks? No, no. That If you're a PlayStation guy, right, it's going to cost you, or if you're an Xbox guy, it's going to cost you nothing, but you're a PlayStation guy. And, and one of your favorite franchises, Fallout, Starfield, whatever, right, uh, comes out, and you've got to pay 70 bucks to have, for the privilege on your ecosystem. I mean,. I would be disappointed as a gamer, but I would understand that kind of like the cost of doing business. It's it's kind of like why I went out and well, not the reason why I got Avengers on PlayStation was because I it was actually because I had some credit there, but it just was more of a reason to buy Avengers over another game because of Spider Man. So mm. I understand you know the business aspect of things, and I don't hold grudges against companies. I sometimes I think you know things might be not fair or anti-consumer um but at the end of the day business is business and they're gonna go do what they need to do to make money because i mean that's that's how capitalism works not that i agree with it all the time but it's just how it works if i want dredge pulls extra greek crust on my pizza i need to pay extra for those ingredients uh, that he puts in there is that a thing yeah yes yeah Oh my goodness! Yeah, but they uh, slobbering over there. Have you ever heard of uh, Fairweather fans? No, I haven't. Okay, we we have those when it comes to sports or anything, right? And basically, the team that's winning—that's where they go. 
That's right. who they root for, as if they never rooted for the other team. Oh my Fair weather. Okay. Fair weather fans. I see. Okay, so that's what that's what's going to happen again. Just mm-hmm. like in the 360 days, everybody was all about PS2, and they saw what 360 was doing a year ahead of schedule, and they said, you know what? Instead of waiting for a year to get my PS3, I'll get the 360 now. And a lot of those people became fair, uh, fans of 360, but you also had the ones that went back to the PS3. Uh, Same thing with uh, the Xbox One. You know, they were hardcore 360 fans all the way through, you know, those that stayed. And guess what? Now the PS4 comes out and they're like, you know what? I'm going there. I mean, they had good reasons, but there are, you have some that just will go wherever it's at, you know, and pretend like the past never happened. I think they've got a word that I think um, on some of the British podcasts, they call them flip floppers, right? Yes. Well, it's not just the British. That's what I was getting to. I was going to say we start we started calling them flip floppers. Understand. Because now they flip flop back and forth multiple times. Interesting. But that's the the that's the hardcores, the flip floppers. When it comes to the casuals, I would still consider them fair weather fans because they're going to go where their friends are. And if the flip floppers are going and they're that's where their friends are going, that's where they're going to. They're not really flip flopping because of one thing or another, other than that's where their friends are. Yeah, I got it. Now, there is something that I want to add to this, right, that I didn't put in the notes, and I'm just going to talk it out and tell you guys this. Um, It's it's pretty quick, but it's just a minor thought. I don't know if it's going to allude to anything or not. So the other day I was reading some uh, magazine articles about the recording industry. Um, Most people that heard the early shows probably know that I used to intern for Atlantic Records, but... Uh, maybe you guys don't know, but I still keep up with the recording industry here and there. And Warner Music Group, which is still part of AT&T and Warner Brothers, um, somehow got a $250 million private investment to buy original masters. I believe it's at an auction or from a, a music warehouse, which would give them the copyrights on certain artist songs uh, lyrics, etc., etc. So, if we all remember correctly, AT&T was like in what four billion in debt, and they want to sell the WB Games division. Uh, DC had issues this year with massive layoffs, and they're cutting back on comics as well uh, because they're having financial crisis. So, where did this private investor come from? How did they get the two hundred fifty million to go buy this stuff? without putting it towards their debt load now now maybe i'm chasing a wild dream or a horse here but what if what if microsoft made a deal with at&t wb bought some of the licensing or worked out a deal with licensing and worked out a deal with dc and got i don't know maybe the batman games as well could this be possible? Do you guys think that there could be anything to that? Open for anyone? Anyone. There's always All right. a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, wasn't the AT&T like over 100 
billion in debt or close to it. It was like two. It's just, and they wanted it four. Was like a, okay, yeah, maybe so that they, maybe that's right. I mean, it's a small, small, small price to pay for. Maybe they wanted these uh these songs for future future games where they don't have to really pay for the licensing. Uh, you know, like when when uh contracts go up and stuff, so they can just keep you songs. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe it's maybe this is the first step, first step to seeing what else they they're interested in in uh AT and T and Warner. But again, got, time will tell. I've got something. If I'm allowed to sort of step into speculation town. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So. I'll start. I'll set up on a posit- I'll set off on a positive note, yeah, for a change because I got a bit of hassle in the chat. But um, I think depending on Microsoft's appetite, longer term, because 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 um, we, we we tend to think like micro, right, acquisitions and stuff like that, and so these guys think way way more macro than we do, and they think way 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 ahead than we do. So depending on, like I was saying, Microsoft's appetite to become maybe a three hundred and sixty degree entertainment sort of content provider, they could. They could they could conceivably, given their market cap, right, flag down AT and T and just buy out the entire Warner Media division, lock, stock, and barrel. You know, with everything it has to offer for a company. You know, and and they simply, you know, especially the content um, that um, that Xbox, not even just Xbox. Let's look at it from Microsoft's perspective, right? Uh, they've got the Azure clouding and they've got the streaming in place. They've got the customers in place. Um, and they could supply all of that content via subscription fee. Uh, and I was looking at Disney, and I don't know, I can't remember if this was on what show I was talking about this on, but Disney has amassed something in the region of like 60 million subscribers to its Disney Plus channel in less than 12 months. And the thing is like 35 million uh, Hulu video on demand service, um, which I think is um, streaming some more of the Fox content uh, because of uh, of the uh, because of the nature of the Disney Channel, so maybe for the very best in entertainment, and I think it might have been on Green Pass Gaming I was talking about, and I was saying like maybe t- TV, film, and game, right, is all catered for via via sort of one Game Pass Warner Triple XL package, right, at twenty five bucks twenty five bucks a month, right, while stocks last, obviously. Um, I must admit, right, um, I don't enjoy the fact that most of the power is kind of is going to well, you talked about capitalism clowns, right? So I guess that obviously means looking at even the internet service providers, right? How bad the service is getting, right? Because the power is is becoming or is being retained amongst the very few, right? Within that very industry, and it seems like its consolidation is ripe. And it's and it was uh, you know quite a quite a big message when Disney went and bought Fox, right? What was it for seventy billion or something like that? So if they yeah. can do it, and, and um, Microsoft twenty times the size, right? And it really depends on the appetite on how Microsoft see the future, right, of entertainment, having content, having IP, having licenses, and 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 broadening the diversity of the subscriber base that they could actually attain by owning Time Warner outright. Um, it may happen. I, I don't know. Um, but I thought I'd just throw it out there, right? So, um, yeah, I hope that helps. If not, you can um, you can cut me off. No, it's good. No, yeah, I mean, it's good speculation. Midway, any any thoughts on this? Do you think it means anything? Well, why do? Why does that sound like my visa's been revoked for speculation town? 
No, it hasn't, VJ. <laughs> just kidding, clowns. Just kidding. I, just kidding. I thought I thought you were done talking. Oh, no, I was, I was, but um, you know, I, I uh, sort of wanted like um, a, a chocolate lollipop at the end of it, but I never got. VJ, VJ, yeah. you're you're doing great. You're doing great. After the show, you'll get your treat. Okay. Yeah, my pizza. Okay. Um, I have already said my piece, clowns. Thank you. Okay. You said your pizza. <laughs> my piece. All right. All right. Got it. Um, and then the last quick topic, which is nothing that we could really debate on, is it's a fact. It's what's going on on Twitch lately, is that they're hitting everybody with DMCA's. Uh, all the uh, previous big streamers are getting hit with DMCA's for copyright music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Kind of like what YouTube's been doing, except Twitch is just taking down the content, sending them warning letters, and a lot of people on Twitter that are big streamers are complaining. Uh, but I have one word for you, man is that when you put copyright music on there, you got to kind of expect this stuff now. You can't just think you're going to get a free pass because you're big or because you got a large audience or you think because, you know, you're somebody. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Companies are companies. They don't care about, you know, what you're using it for. They care only about their rights. Um, it's, something, it's a topic I'm going to follow up on and uh come back on our next episode or so and just let you know what, what's going on with that but um anybody on the panel feel free to jump in do you think that you have any thoughts on this well i'll step in first the on the one side i understand artists have to get paid you know and i i agree that they need to get paid but the way that they're doing this for the creators, it doesn't help. You know, they should they should just let them know, hey, look, this is our new policy. We or an existing policy. We haven't been enforcing it. We're going to start enforcing it now. And the the best part is, I don't care who the creator is. The fact that no matter how big they are, they're also getting hit. That's that's the one good thing because a lot of smaller creators are trying to abide by the rules when the bigger, larger creators are just getting away with you know, whatever they want because they, they got that clout, or at least they think they do. And, you know, no one's better than the other. We should all make sure that the creators of the music gets get their monetization somehow. And that's, I think, also needs to be on, on Twitch, too. If, if you're going to allow certain things to uh, to do that, then they, they should be able to do the same thing. But Twitch also is now pushing out a um what is it called uh, uh drm free music that they have so they're trying to put something out like that and i know of other creators that do the same thing they one of them in particular is making his own studio with com everything completely free and he's trying to do it better than anybody else even even now that twitch is coming to the market and being a competitor with them He's still trying to do it for the people, you know, so we'll see more of that happening, you know, uh, so it, it's not like a bad thing that they're now stepping on toes and, and saying, hey, look, we're going to start enforcing this because they should have in the first place. But it's also changing how how everything works. And now it needs, you know, now we can have other creators do the similar thing 
creating music for people to use, whether it's free or paid. You know, there's a lot of websites out there that you can use for your YouTube channel, and you got to pay for the music. So the same thing here. You, they're doing it for Twitch. Okay, I mean, that's fair. I, I agree with you there 100%. Um, I just... I just think that they can't, you know, expect a free pass no matter how big they are. Um, the only thing that has me a little concerned, and I don't think necessarily this is a flawless streamer, but like, uh, let's say that you're playing Forza Horizon and you got a clip out there. Unfortunately, those radio songs are copyrighted, and a lot of times you will get a copyright strike for it. So if you are a Twitch streamer and you have any Forza clips out there with that kind of music on there, I suggest you take it down. Uh, because you will get hit with a copyright notice. Uh, I got hit on YouTube with the copyright notice, but I was just able to mute it. It wasn't like an actual strike. Yeah. It was more like, hey, slap on the wrist. Your game has audio that you can't use. And I unknowingly had it up there. You know, I didn't know, but because it was in-game audio. And uh, you don't even expect those things, but it's out there. You know? Yeah, it, it, you bring something up that I forgot to even mention. That part, when it comes to games... There are people that are playing rock band and they get hit every single time. Okay. Uh, like you said, when you're playing Forza or any, any, any video game, now you can't even include the audio in fear of having the music uh, be, uh, be hit, you know, targeted. And that's, that's where I have an issue with, when it comes to that part. Because if you sold it, you sold your, your, your work to a video game company. You know, yeah, they're streaming it, but there should be something now in a clause that says, you know, that if someone's playing this, you know, because, I mean, you're, you're going to tell me you're going to take it down. You're, you're going to rush my house if I have more than five people in here because now they're enjoying the music while I'm playing, while I'm racing, while we're taking turns racing. We're all enjoying the music that's playing. See, that's that's part of the hip, uh, the hypocrisy that I see when it comes to this part of it. You know, if you're getting a takedown because you're playing a game and that was in the game, that to me is is the is an issue, and that's where they we need to figure out a way. Uh, somebody in the industry needs to figure out a way that it does not happen with this, because a lot of these a lot of the artists don't care. You know, they got their money, their music is still being played they're happy that their music's there in that game, you know? Like it's free advertising. A lot. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot. It keeps them relevant. Now, when you, when, when the, um, what the heck, when their, uh, labels start picking apart stuff, you know, I've seen guys before, I mean, this is years ago saying, yeah, you can, you can play my music anytime, but the record label said, nope, that's our property, not his. He doesn't have the right to say that. But it's his music. He's the one that that created all that. You know what I'm saying? So and that and that's that's the, the, the double edged sword when it comes to it is the fact that you're playing a game, you shouldn't have an issue. Especially with your audio. I mean if you're playing um what did we say? Rainbow Six Siege, right? That's the new that's the, the news from earlier. If you're playing that and you're playing music in your background Yes, that part I say go ahead, hit them because they're they're playing you know above something that didn't belong to the game. 
you know, not only that, I also get annoyed with that with those kids that do that. It's it's just really annoying. You hear them singing along to the song, and you're like, why bother? Why are you in here playing the game if you're just being annoying? But, you know, back to uh, the game itself. You digress. Yeah, back to the game itself. If it's in the game, it should not... It should not impede on anybody to be able to play. You know, if you're playing just game audio and you're playing that soundtrack, okay, I'll give you that because now you're you're using the audio for your for your benefit. You're not you're not playing the game. You're just playing the audio, and I could see that part of it too. There's there's just so many sides of this to 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 nail down one way or the other, and that's part of the thing is we need somebody to be able to agree. And figure out a way to make sure that everybody gets paid and nobody gets screwed over. Yeah, I think that was very well put, uh, Dreadpool. Um, VJ, any comments that you want to say on this? Um, no, not, not really. I'm not so familiar with this topic, but um, it, it seems to me that just goes back to your point of capitalism, right? And the capitalism plus greed, right? I mean, these are only guys trying to make a living right they're not doing anything untoward are they and um, if there is a process with that maybe it would have been better to put a process in place whereby they wanted to play certain content and then get an approval for it i mean who does it hurt at the end we are talking about twitch right and people playing games or am i completely off the subject no you are right we're talking about twitch playing games and then music like in the background that people yeah. play um is it music that is separate from the game that they're streaming Yes, a lot of times it is. Yeah, so I'm not one really that's really happy about putting loads of red tape in place, but if at the end of the day you want to do that and you know the consequences of that and you've been warned not to do it, then I guess you have to adhere to it, right? Because there's just no way you're going to get a corporation to change their minds, right? But uh, from, from what I glanced at, that they're doing it without prior notice. Is that correct? Correct. I well yeah it it's was, like an automated they just never yeah, so, yeah to, to, to me it just it's just that you know it just hasn't I, I just think it just could have been help, managed in a better way right and or, or at least a warning because if you are going to have your I think I saw something on one of your messages that people are having their life's work sort of wiped out and um I would assume that they've got it backed up somewhere um, no, I don't think a lot of those guys do. And then, yeah, it just goes back to capitalism and greed, right? Because it has its good and it has it has its bad. And, uh, and I think that rather than just taking an axe to the whole thing and um, chopping people off at the knees, I do think it could have been held, handled a lot better. But then again, with Mixer out of the way, what competition has Twitch got? I don't know. I don't know the answers Facebook to the gaming. Facebook oh. gaming all the way. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Well, look, I'm not on Facebook, and I've never really been on there, so I have no idea really what it is. I'm barely on Twitter, to be honest with you. So, uh, so I'm sorry, I can't really add much more to it. But I think that from from the re from the news, the reaction, because I don't know, I'm not sort of haven't sort of investigated it enough. It's difficult to give you a really clear answer. But from what everybody's saying, that given the size of the corporation. Um, and, and what's actually occurring and how it's affecting people doesn't really sound good to me, but um, but that's just my opinion. And this is a really a layman's opinion, and it's a flash in the pan 
um, maybe Dreadpool or or clowns, you you can add more substance to 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 the answer. Sorry. No, that's okay. I think your points are very very good, VJ. Um, I think you're looking at it from a perspective that you know it's in a sense it's corporate community, greed. community, community, and from and from a humanitarian point of view. I'm not an expert, but I strive to sort of go towards those goals. And things happen in life that kind of piss you off about what is is this what we're all about? Um, you know, when you see what goes on in the world, but. You know, I, that's why I've kind of always veered towards you clowns, especially in the early days when I joined Twitter, uh, your tweets and stuff was actually this is a decent bloke, you know, and uh, so I started following you. It took you about two months to follow me back, but I won't complain about that. No, just kidding, just kidding, clowns, I'm just kidding. That's all right. But, Thanks, um, VJ. I appreciate that, though. Yeah, I'm just, it's just a joke. Sorry. Um, probably not a very good one. Um, but yeah, so yeah, sorry, clowns to interrupt. But yeah, I thought I'd just uh, I'd throw that a couple of cents worth of information in there. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense what you're saying. Um, you know, from a, a a humanitarian standpoint, it is company greed because a lot of times companies don't even pay the uh, the uh, artists properly off this kind of stuff. You know, they they a lot of times in the record industry, if you if you have inside knowledge, you'll know. Um, especially what what was it the Google Dolls? It was it was either Google Dolls or Foo Fighters. Um, when they first started coming big, the record company gave them a loan, right? And that so basically all the sales that they made went back to pay the loan, and they almost went bankrupt because the record company was making millions upon millions while they were paying back on a loan that they were given up front for their music. And this happens all too often, um, and people just don't know the story like this. They don't know the truth behind some of the stuff that goes on. No. And so with these artists, like even these artists on, you know, music being played on Twitch and whatnot, there it's the record companies, not necessarily the artists um, getting all angry about this. It's just the record labels doing business as a corporation uh, without thinking about the person. It's statistics and numbers. And that's what they look at. They don't care about the human behind the screen. They don't care about, who they got to pay for that track, um, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, the money really goes to the record label and like cents go to the, the artists sometimes. And that's yep. just how, just how it works. Unless you're a major artist like Ariana Grande, I'm sure you have people that work out your contracts and you know what you're doing at that point. But other than that, uh, it's, you know, breaking in is not always uh fair. I've heard the same from other female artists too, that they had, they had to sit there and pay back their loan. So it's yep. not just, it's not. Advanced, it's are you talking about? Are you guys talking about advance against royalties? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which was the one of the worst things that the music industry ever did to artists. Put a lot of artists in a, a tough spot, and uh, nowadays artists are getting known through their own, like through their own YouTube or TikToks or whatever, and it's a little bit better. But, you know, the industry, I don't, is a machine. It's not really going to change for the benefit of the people. It's going to benefit the corporation more than the people. So, I mean, that's my input on this, guys. And so I went into this, uh, no, no, to, the, no. to the whole thing and spiel on this. Terminator here was like, oh, I hear the somber in your voice. Yeah, man, I, I feel sad for some of these people, dude. It's just, you know, it's, it's a lot uh, that they have to pay back. And uh, a lot of times uh, they use the loans on 
they don't hold on to them. They spend them on like lavish cars and rent lavish jewelry. And I mean, it's all a, a lot of it. I hate to tell you guys this. A lot of it's a facade of what you see. It's just an image. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's not what they are really like. Uh, a lot of the guys or a lot of the female artists and it is what it is, man. And the next episode, hopefully I get more information on, on what this Twitch thing is doing and I'll update you guys. And I mean, we almost had a two, we almost had a two hour episode and VJ did not talk as long as he usually does. Sorry. Shocking. VJ, sorry. I'm sad. Yes, I'm no, sad, I'm... VJ. VJ, <laughs> what, what, let's, let's what keep it good going. are you? We'll, we'll, we'll go for, for longer. What, what other topic you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, I'm out of let's, topics. Let's, let's talk about, or how about the, long the uh... way that Italian Clowns puts his beans on his toast. Daz <laughs> is sleeping. He won't hear that. Ah, oh, that's right. I already or how about a serious topic where Ryan says he doesn't know if there's going to be a next generation. Who? Jim Ryan. Who's Jim Ryan? Oh, he's the PlayStation guy. <laughs> Lion, <laughs> Lion Ryan. Well, here, here's the funny part. He might be, tr he might be saying the truth. He might be doing the same thing that Xbox is doing because even though it's a Series X and a Series S, it's still called Xbox. So maybe PlayStation will just be PlayStation, and then that's it. There won't be literally. A logistic of uh you know is it a playstation 6 i mean they've already gone through what playstation 6 through 10 for their um yeah they already uh bought the naming rights to the... the name yeah the trademarks yeah uh, but at the same time why don't i just call playstation the the, for, the platform and that's it just like xbox that's how uh, they're doing everything from from here on out everything's a platform so series x just differentiates the box that we're playing on but the uh, xbox uh was it the x cloud is still considered xbox even though now they're calling it the online game service or whatever they want to call it it's still considered xbox just as a as a 360 will soon those games will soon be considered xbox everything from the one on is considered xbox there is no differential you can go on samsung and play that way that's considered playing on xbox yep. you know samsung tv and nothing more uh actually we got two things in the chat uh fun speculation says how about that halo at 120 frames per second you guys hear about that dude yeah. yes i tweeted that out as soon as i saw that the master chief collection yep uh tempest sun and Jay, who was that? There's another person that I saw them talking, and I was like, "You want a third? So it looks like the three of us might be going through the Master Chief Collection again." Yeah, as soon as I Jay saw that, I'm like, "Yes." So shout out to you guys if we do this. But yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be. Um... The 120 frames per second is massive, 4K. but at 4K, is that what you said, Drupal? 4K, yep. That sounds amazing. It does. Yeah, I'm going to have to see it to believe it, though. You know, that's just me. Um, 
Well, we yeah, actually. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, VJ. Yeah, I was just going to say, you, you know, it's um, how times have changed uh, from being a gamer in the 90s. Um, you know, I had a Neo Geo, I had a Super Famicom, I had a Mega Drive, all Japanese systems. Uh, I had a PC Engine GT, I had a Game Gear. And um, the fun would be, you know, I'd like see a game and like half the text was in Japanese on the cover, but the cover and the artwork looked really interesting. And then, you know, I trust Konami back then, I trust Capcom back then. Uh, you trust Nintendo, you know, there was developers back there, you know, based on their reputation, you would buy the game, you know, whether it was Axlave from Konami or whatever, right? Um, maybe not so much in Sector X from Hot B. But anyway, my point is, is that in those days, you just never knew what you were going to get, right, in terms of that game, you know, turning up on your doorstep, right? And now it's like, we need to know everything that this game can do. Technically, we need to know who developed it, how it was designed, who was the narrative writer, who did the music on it, you know, and um, we need to see like, you know, you know, sort of like 10, 15, 20 minutes of gameplay, and then we'll decide whether to buy it or pick it up in a sale or hopefully it'll appear in Game Pass. And that that sort of, that, that majesty, that, that um, you know, a game cover capturing your imagination, you know, the artwork and, and so on and so forth, I don't know, some of that magic has just seemed to have just been drained away, you know, or ex completely extracted uh, from uh, from a gamer's imagination point of view. I don't know if I'm um, sort of talking completely offhand here, but uh, it'd be interesting to hear, hear your thoughts, right, in terms of how you feel that the industry's changed, you know, especially as a consumer uh, from, from back from the 90s and until now. Um, I will say this, you know, as far as my concern with the way the industry is going, I think that I, I think that in one sense, it's going in a better direction, right? We have advancements in technology. We have more ways to play than ever before. We have access to more systems than ever before. We have access to more devices than ever before. We have access to faster devices, um, better ergonomic controllers better ergonomic chairs everything is more cozy and comfortable to be a gamer today than it was back in the 90s for example sitting in a wooden chair staring at a tube tv with a controller that gave you calluses on your hand like the super nintendo controller if you played it more than 24 hours straight which i did um so i'm just saying that i think that the way we're going with services it's it just gives everybody access to it right now, there is a downside to this. There's a downside that if the internet goes down, you're not going to have access to your stuff. There's a downside that if you get banned, if you violate TOS by accident, you can lose your account. And the only way to get it back is through arbitration. And most people don't even go through the hassle of that. So there's hundreds of dollars invested, maybe even thousands, into your account on games digitally. So that's that. It that could be a huge potential loss. Uh, we are moving towards a more digital future, so we're going to slowly see drives phased out. And, it, you know, it's good in the fact that it's fast and more accessible. It's bad in the fact that if you accidentally do lose your account, uh, you're going to lose all your games. It's going to be hard to get them back. Is that a thing, Clowns, really? My goodness. What's that? Sounds like... I'm way out. I'm well out of it. I'm just so shocked at what you were just saying, uh, clowns. Oh, my goodness. Sounds like the beginning of Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse, right? The digital apocalypse is upon us. Invest I'm okay. now. I'm absolutely fine with it, as long as Dreadpool brings the pizza. I'll make the pizza to your house. <laughs> if you my Xbox it. becomes self-aware, that's it. Oh, Dude, I want my Xbox <laughs> to transform. 
<laughs> but uh maybe yes I'm being, maybe i'm being too romantic clowns yeah so. yeah Stubbs is right uh i i've been i'm slowly trying to end the show Stubbs, but he is right retro renegades is on so big shout out to them go check them out as we end the show it's on flamish's channel tonight um i'm gonna be joining them probably and I hope other people will join as well. Um, real quick, we'll go ahead and do the outros. Uh, I want to go to Dread since he was our special guest. And he does that Breaking Bread with Dread, which is a really cool podcast with chairs that clank and waitresses that take your money. Um, so go ahead, Dread. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. All right. Well, thank you, everybody in the chat. Thank you, both uh, Midway and VJ. And, of course, the host, Italian Clowns. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dreadpool, the O's of Zeros, YouTube, my, my gamer tag, all caps, all letters. Now, the Breaking Bread with Dread, if you listen to the last one, I was listening to it, and it's with uh, Nightwolf. You, she refills our cups, and it is like the coolest sound because we didn't even think about it. We just put our cups at the end of the table, and she refilled our cups. You can literally hear the ice and the and the the water on one side fill up, and then she goes to the other side. And if you listen to it in stereo, it's a really cool effect. So that's the whole point of part of, about this is we get to sit down and eat and talk, and you get to hear it in stereo. You get to feel like you're there. And again, it's called Breaking Bread with Dread. And pretty soon, I got to set up with clowns another. Um, lunch spot and we will find a place and it's probably oh, we're gonna, be... gonna go to that place that was closed on sunday dread we gotta That's go there say. we'll probably go to that one that was closed that i had to accidentally uh forgot to see what what days they were open uh other than that you'll find me gaming beyond the box on wednesday nights except for tomorrow because i have a prior engagement but everybody else will be there and the crew will definitely make you guys laugh uh hopefully maybe pee your pants you know from laughter and then <laughs> and then breakfast with boom uh friday mornings at 10 a.m and other than that you can find me sometimes here and there helping out italian clowns doing interviews with like i don't know well-known delilo studios and the the head from there aj or an actress like savon hewlett for, uh, that played the evil queen on battletoads so clowns has already put up a few uh a few shows that are going to be uh up there so i'll leave you guys to hunt it out but uh, as always, thank you. Uh, VJ, tell people where they can find you. Um, actually, we'll, we'll do that another time. What I wanted to say, Clowns, if you don't mind, is that I just think that the chat has been amazing today. Uh, we've, got, we've had some really, regardless of what our points of view are, um, everyone's been like, I don't know, just uh, really welcoming and uh, really nice and um and accepting and i think um just the open-mindedness is, is just amazing especially in in your specific chat um clowns i have to say that so i think you attract really good people and uh for me that really in turn means uh, a fantastic vibe for your show and uh not to say that midway uh, um doesn't do that for you and you're getting your carefully selected guests even if they're munching on pizza and talking about hosting additional shows with just food and drink on the table, 
is just devastating to be quite frank with you but i'm just kidding but um but yeah no i really appreciate it clowns and i thought i'd just share that with you and um and uh, it'd be great if we could give a few people a shout out i think that'd be amazing but um but yeah that's all i really wanted to say and uh, if people really want to find me they can find me on this show uh, every tuesday uh as long as you'll have me clowns uh, so uh, yeah thanks again absolutely i'll bring the crumpets next time you bring the tea <laughs> okay okay uh Midway, where can people find you when you're not working out and looking like the Hulk? Uh, <laughs> um, I Midway Seven Monster on Xbox Live, Midway Eight Monster on Twitter, and uh, right before the show, I took a look and I actually got 200 followers. Wow! Uh, Congratulations. I was very shocked by that. Thank you. And thanks, Stephanie, for the $3 and the fist bump. Um, and uh, congratulations to you, Clowns. You just passed 4,000 subscribers on Four Guys with Quarters. Oh, thanks, man. I didn't even, I didn't even check that. Uh, I'm telling this. I'm actually uh, pr pretty proud to be a part of this. Uh, the first show I did, I think we had 18 people at max watching, and now we're continually over the hundreds. And that one, that one episode that was crazy. Um, you know, I'm glad to be a part of it, and uh, can't wait to to uh, definitely uh, have better and definitely more happier time on this channel with you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you for watching. Thanks, man. Um. Uh, Sorry, could I just say something quickly? Um, sure. There was just one. There was just one member um, in the community, and he's in the chat now. Stubbs Gaming, and uh, I think he went through a quite a considerable ordeal um, in the in the hospital recently. So uh, I wanted to wish him well. And uh, but um, he's uh, he is he has come back home, and he is out of surgery, and he's um, he's hosting um, his uh, midweek show uh, tomorrow. Stubbs Gaming. And uh, I am appearing on it again as a as a as a guest. And um, please check him out. Um, he's um, he's a bit battle worn, but um, he's doing his best to um, to entertain the community, uh, even though he's unwell. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that, clown. Sorry. Yep. Thanks. That's okay. Yeah. Um, Stubbs Stubbs is an awesome member of the community, and um, Dealer even uh, mentioned Stubbs show several times to me. And said that if you want to learn to become a YouTuber or a podcast host, the interview that Stubbs did with Dealer is a great one to listen to. He gives some advice on there. Um, and Dealer actually told me to, to go ahead and listen to it multiple times uh, until I understand that whole podcast. So, yeah, I mean, huge shout out to Stubbs and I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Yeah, Stubbs is his brother. He's, he's always entertaining for those... Uh that know him behind the scenes too. So <laughs> shout out to him. Um, and without further ado, before we get out of here, I'm just going to do my outro. You can find me at Italian clowns on almost all social media, four guys with quarters, uh, just about everything that we are. Uh, we're now listed on IMDB as well for the interviews that we did with Savon Hewlett, uh, Steve Downs, and I think somebody else, um, Amazon actually allowed, our links in the miscellaneous section and put us as official press interviews, which is really cool. So big shout out to IMDb. Awesome. 
Um, Wikipedia approved us as well. Uh, they didn't take us down, so we're on there too. And uh, tomorrow we actually have a huge guest on. I don't know if you guys know this, but her name is Kelsey Abbott. She is a writer for Cartoon Network, um, and she's done a lot of stuff. She's done over 30-something different projects, writing and acting. She also does her own theater stuff, I think, in Los Angeles. Um, but she had a she wrote Uncle Grandpa. She wrote Community. Um, so she did a lot of stuff. It's really cool. She's going to be on the show tomorrow. She emailed me to confirm it um, that she will be here. So I'm very excited. And uh, I hope that you guys that are off tomorrow or home around 4 p.m. Eastern, you guys could check it out live. Um, so that is going to be great. And then Tommy Tallarico, which is a good friend of NLG and Stinger, um, he's going to be on on Friday. So hope you guys checked out as well. But thank you, everybody, for coming by. Check out Retro Renegades. They are live now, I believe, until 9 p.m. It's on Flamish's channel. So look up Flamish on YouTube. Um, and hopefully his audio is fixed by now. So I kept you in long enough so that you can make sure that his audio is working. But Thank you, everybody. Again, it's appreciated. And uh, until next time. And you got a new sub, too. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Michael. That's awesome. Appreciate it, bud. Deuces.